Hey, this is ZZ for my latest sponsor, ExpressVPN. You know, Netflix has different content available to users depending on where they're located. Netflix has thousands of shows, but you can only get access to a fraction of that because of where you are. If you're utilizing Netflix without using ExpressVPN, it's like paying for a gym membership, but only being able to use the treadmill. So how does this work? ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want Netflix to think you're located. They have almost 100 different server locations so you can gain access to thousands of new shows. I'm talking like Star Trek, the original series on UK Netflix, Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Canadian Netflix, Rick and Morty on French Netflix, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on Indian Netflix, the Harry Potter movie series on Australian Netflix, the list goes on and on. In the easy household, we utilize ExpressVPN and we've unlocked so much content that my family and myself can enjoy. But then you might be like, Eric, we can use other VPNs. No, 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 no. Listen, blazing fast speeds, stream in HD with zero buffering, compatible with all of your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, and it encrypts your data. ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting your data so you can browse the web securely. Look, be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com Zane. Don't forget to use my link at expressvpn.com slash Zane to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Eric Central Podcast. The daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. From the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio, Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland, as whatever is in my system that is making your old pal Eric Zane feel under the weather has now moved. From the pain in the throat, now we're dropping into upper respiratory zone where I'm like, uh, you can hear it more. I feel better, but now I'm coughing. <coughs> Excuse me. Even just thinking about it makes me makes me want to cough. Um, so, but when I cough, it hurts like hell. But... It's not as painful in the throat. You know, it starts in the snow, in the, in the, Jesus, I was reading something. I was reading the word snow and I wanted to say throat and I said snow, my God. And, uh, so I sound worse, but feel much better. I'm not in like, uh, pain. This may be COVID because the times that I've had it and I've had it twice, similar pattern. But um, I'm relying on a test when I get done today to see, you know, where we are in that. Welcome to you. Last night, um, th- there was no slowing us down. There, there was no illness that was going to slow down the train of um, an unbelievable night. Oh, my God. We had so much fun on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Jesus, um, the two shows, who are these Zanes and the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, they kind of blended together because there's a couple of clips that I featured in who are these Zanes that, um, manifested later on. See, Ben and I record who are these Zanes first and, uh, had a great time focusing on the Friday morning weekend warm up. 
which um, I it was revealed in the show that that was the second edition ever of the the one that we reviewed September thirteenth, nineteen ninety one. So that means September sixth, nineteen ninety one is the very first morning show I ever did. I don't know if I have that one, um, but this one in particular was the second morning show I ever did, and uh, so we reviewed more of that on the show it will drop on patreon with a free view available for a few minutes of it for the uh, free crowd on saturday morning then it was off to the ben and eric patreon podcast where it was a great uh, a great time you'll have to you'll have to check it out on your own to hear all the uh, the fun that we had always great always great so yesterday despite okay this is how it went for me yesterday because all told all the shit i had to make for podcasting hey i can never be accused of not playing hurt because the amount of time that i spoke because it was uh they had the free podcast you had the patreon bonus podcast and you had who are these zanes to record and then um the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. <clears throat> so I think I went an hour and 50 minutes on the free. Another 35 on the Patreon. Um, that's two hours and 20 minutes. Another 30 on Who Are These Zanes. That's two hours and 50 minutes. And an hour and a half on Ben and Eric. <coughs> Damn it. That's four hours and 20 minutes and, <clears throat> damn it, and I made a uh, episode of the Insane Asylum and took a two-hour nap. So basically, it was podcast, nap, maybe eat a little, podcast. I'm proud. I'm proud of that shit. Fucking A. It's not digging ditches or plowing snow, which people are doing right now because I went to bed and the snow was starting and I woke up and we've got one foot. We actually have a foot of snow where I am because where where we live, you can, uh, my God, you can get, you know, three inches on one spot and then um, four miles down the road, like a foot. Where I am, I am in this zone of lake effect crazy shit. So I got a foot of snow to remove. Phew. All right. Hey, that's it, man. That's that's how it goes. Living in Michigan. Love it. Okay. Um, concerning the Friday morning weekend warm-up, the show I did in college, I was reminded that there is actually, I don't think I, uh, I don't think I recorded this show because... You know, what started out as, oh, my God, we're going to do a morning show. We're so great. This is so awesome. Eventually, I grew tired of that. And Jason's like, oh, I can't come in. I'm going to be drunk the night before. And and our assistant, Pat, said, no, nah, I don't even want to talk to you. And uh, so I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go get drunk, too. And my brother, Push-Up Paul, came over. He visited me. And this is on the um, the weekend that he met Diana for the first time. So D- Diane and I hadn't been dating um, that long. 
Actually, it was before that. Fuck, I'm getting things mixed up. Anyway, I got shit-faced the night before. And uh, I had to be on the radio the next day at 6 a.m. And I woke up in such a bad spot. But I actually did wander over to the radio station. I made it there. And then I, I've told this story before. I proceeded to get like uh, uh, long songs that are several minutes long. <clears throat> and um, and then like you put on like a 10-minute song and then go into the bathroom and barf. And like legit, that's what I was doing. I put on like Inagata DeVita, uh, Foreplay, Long Time by Boston, Stairway to Heaven, Freebird, my God. In fact, uh, one of the ones that I, the, and these are vinyl records, you know, I, I started the record and it just, by the time I got back, it was, uh, it had played through the whole record and was just dead air, just, you know, hitting the end of the, uh, cause when the needle goes across, it then hits that smooth vinyl and just skates right across it. And then it stops at the label. So it's, Oh, you see that little needle bouncing? You walk back in, it's a horrible feeling. It's not like anybody was listening, though. I mean, seriously. My God. Thank God I quit drinking, man. I cannot imagine. I mean, I am overwhelmed sober. I feel like there's just too much going on when I am uh, not drunk. I don't know how anything would get done if I was spending all my time. Well, I probably wouldn't be alive. You know, that would have killed me. I got like 30 years of drinking in like 10 years. That's how long I drank for. Started drinking in November of 86. And I stopped in. Hmm, when was it? June of 96. So just shy of 10 years. And then that's it. Never, never, ever any more drinking. Though I keep having dreams that I did. Haunt me. All right. Um, I want to park on this uh, show. Thousand pound sisters. And I've not watched it, but, uh, I think, I think I need to, I don't think this is just, Hey, these two women are a thousand pounds each. Let's watch them do shit. I think they're actually trying to help themselves. Tammy Slayton is, uh, one of the stars of that show. Apparently she's lost a ton of weight, so I got to. I got to get in, in on this deal. I, I'm always amazed at these scenarios when people are able to pull this off, lose a ton of weight like that. Audio check, video check. Okay, now she, um, she's got a uh, tracheotomy, and I'm not sure why. I don't, I don't know, um, but she's so fucked up. That she has to have a tube in her throat. 
On March 6, um, Thousand Pound Sister star Tammy Slayton, 36, shared several selfies showing off her impressive weight loss. I guess that, well, that obviously is a big difference. I need numbers, though. I need numbers. Tuesdays on TLC. It's, uh, this was captionless. But I think uh, I think I need to know how much. I'm always I'm always amazed. Uh, the fact that these two are even still alive shows you how amazing the human body is. The fact that you can be, you know, nine uh, eight hundred and fifty pounds overweight. <laughs> and still able to survive. Uh, Chris in Maine says, I doubt she is exercising with the trach. This is a testament to putting down the fork. Oh, yeah. This is, this is crazy shit. Tyler says, I haven't watched that show in a long time, but I believe she was in the 700s before she started trying to lose weight. Oh, God. Um, I'd be afraid, though, that you lose all the weight, and then, after you lose all the weight, you croak. Um, Slayton achieved her weight loss goal in a recent episode. She needed to drop from 717 to 550 in order to qualify for weight loss surgery and much to her excitement she hit the goal <clears throat> she dropped down to 534 pounds my god can you imagine um having such a problem that you are stoked to weigh more than anyone who's ever lived 534. You know, because those docs, they make you like um, uh, lose a bunch of weight before they do the surgery. And I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure about the particulars of that. I don't know if that's, we just, are they like just torturing the people? We just want to see if you can do it. Or is it uh, because of if you're 717, um, you run a risk of not surviving the surgery. That that might be what it is. In fact, I'm probably sure. I don't think the doctors are saying, we just want to see if you can do it yourself. All right. <clears throat> when I got on the scale, I saw the scale was at 534. I kind of stopped breathing. Slayton said during the February 7th episode, I'm like 14 pounds under my goal from over 700. That's a huge drop. She added, I'm feeling thrilled, proud, and excited. Just all the emotions. I proved everybody wrong. Everybody that doubted me, I finally got mine. My told you so moment. Well, you can't, you can't rest on your laurels, though. Because 
If you are 717, all right, and you get down to 534, your body wants to be 717 and is going to try to trick you to being, to doing all you can to become fat as fuck. And then that's even worse. You know, can you imagine if you get down to 534 so that you can have the surgery and then you fuck it all up and then you get, it's worse. It's like a, a you know, you, you gain more weight and the doctor's like, oh, fuck you. Get out of here. Get out of my office. I mean, that's when you're going to want to throw yourself out in front of traffic or off of a mountain or something like that. I don't know. These are the strongest people mentally on the planet. Okay. People that haven't seen their genitals without the use of a mirror are, are mentally secure because, you know, that's rough. And if they can, they can like, get up every day and, uh, and, and, and move around and live a life despite not being able to see the genitals. It's incredible. This is an image of, uh, I guess this is her and, uh, and her husband. Yeah. You see, oh my God. This looks like bad Hollywood makeup fat suit. Like in that movie called the whale, uh, with, uh, what's the guy's name? Kelsey Frazier. He was in the mummy. What the fuck? He's supposed to win some award now. And he, he got an award at the golden Globes or some shit. And he started crying. Whatever. You know who the fuck it is. He looks more like an actual fat person than these people look. And these people are not wearing fat suits. This is the chick and her husband. Uh, don't, don't tell me that you're not thinking about how these two have sex. You are. <clears throat> what an adventure. If these two can lose all that weight together. Brendan. Brendan Frazier. Tyler says, can you imagine how strong their legs must be from lugging around so much weight? Oh, with, without a doubt. Kenny says, when I see these severely obese people, I feel two things at once. Much better about myself, but also sadness for them because I know they're absolutely fucking miserable. Yes. Right on. Sam, in a less sensitive moment, says, the first, first he grabs a bag of flour. Now, I'm not for sure 100% what he means by that, but I think he's suggesting that in order to have sex with his wife, he douses her body in flour and when the flour um, reaches a spot on the body that's wet that's where the guy is going to put his ding dong that is uh that's that's horrible but funny very very funny chris in maine see everybody's starting to be mean now chris says boy she could be 5 8 120 and her face looks like it hit every branch falling down the ugly tree not fair. Not not fair. Because that is a contortion of what her actual face looks like. 
All right. More on this. Um, at 534 pounds, Tammy, hang on. Tammy is eligible and ready to undergo bariatric surgery with surgeon Dr. Eric Smith. It's unconfirmed whether the operation has already taken place or not. Um, okay, so if this works out, think about what this what she's navigated. Um, ate herself into oblivion. And now she's on a TV show, saving her life, and she's probably going to be very, very wealthy. Now, if she can turn it around and then uh, get her health in order, I mean... Think about this this adventure. And now you're a TV star. You know how many people would love to get her autograph? Going to make her intensely famous if you can lose that much weight. I mean, everybody loves a person who loses a bunch of weight. Everyone does. Which brings me to Jared Fogle. Uh, I did start watching the... Uh, show about uh, Jared Fogle and the unraveling of his world. Oh my God. As far as documentaries go, it's uh, it, it, uh, the first episode's a, a little bit slow. No big deal. Um, but it picks up and <laughs> God damn. The intensely sinister level. I mean, this is Jesus. He thought he had it made. He was his brain was so perverse because he was a uh, you know bullied fuckface, you know, fat ass and uh turned it around and then all of a sudden everybody on the planet loves Jared. <laughs> Which by the way, I see someone says look at O'Neal. Kenny says look at O'Neal. O'Neal totally on his back with his legs open. Look at these three. When I see these three, this puppy pile, I realize I got it made. Look at that. Those are those are my coworkers. <coughs> hey, big guy. O'Neal. O'Neal. Hey. Hey. He's not even moving. He says, fuck you. Oh, I see O'Neal all the time. Hi, O'Neal. I wanted to say that I'm gay. Hi, O'Neal. Hey, honey, how you doing? Hi, O'Neal. Um, Jesus. So, Fogel becomes household name. You know, at one point he was worth like like fifteen million dollars, Jared. And uh, I had forgotten how many years passed. I thought if someone said to me, how long was the ad campaign? I'd say, I don't know, a couple of years. No, it was it was like a dozen years plus of Jared doing that. And all the guy did was ate like a turkey sub, half a turkey sub in the afternoon, and then a veggie sub at night, and that's it. Um, when he finally, he finally got famous, he... Uh, then the whole deal about 
the kids thing started to emerge. And my God, he was speaking at schools. Like he would go to schools and um, and speak about you know how they got to keep moving and this that and you speak that that's how he made a lot of his money was uh, speaking in front of children. And then at one point, and I will, he he leans into a person that he's with and says, "Can you, look at how hot these kids are, or something like that." Oh my God, look at all these hot kids. Look at all these hot children. Their their bodies are these are like you know fifth and sixth graders, seventh graders, little kids. Oh, my God. It's all downhill from there. This fucker. I wonder if he's still worth any cash, you know? I mean, because there's no... uh, You can't just go and steal the money the guy made. I mean, is he going to get out in 2029 and, uh, and be wealthy? I don't know. Can you... Is that, uh, you know, like you look up net worth on people? Jared Vogel. Shit. Net worth. Nothing's working for me today. I hate it when this happens. Come on. Um, In 2013, he had $15 million, so I knew that. Now they're saying about $4 million. Fuck me. Um, check that out. Just look up the uh, Jared Fogel documentary. I think it's called uh, Former Fat Fuck, Now a Monster or something like that. All right. For those of you getting the show, <clears throat> excuse me, for those of you getting the show on, um, sorry, I'm having a very, very difficult time, but I'll make it. We'll get through this. Uh, enjoying the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. It's about time to say goodbye. So thank you. Um, if you can, go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Or download the Twitch app. And uh, search Eric Zane Live, all one word. And follow the page. Subscribe with your Amazon Prime for free. Uh, if you want to listen to the audio podcast, wherever you download shows, just search Eric Zane Show Podcast, and there it is. And uh, if you ever want to send me an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com of the Shoreliners Strifing Inbox. <coughs> oh, damn it. Thank you, though, for checking this out. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by... <coughs> oh, damn, sorry. Hey. Play hurt. Play hurt. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. If you could, follow me on Facebook at Eric Zane Show on Facebook. Uh, Also at Eric Zane Show. I'm sorry. Facebook is Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Twitter is at Eric Zancho. For the first time in like seven years, I'm starting to actually gain members of the audience on social media. Literally, I've just been falling out of people's brains or I've been pissing people off and they've been unfollowing. But for the first time ever, it's actually increasing. 
I don't know if that means anything, but well, it doesn't to me. Maybe it does, but um, it's just one of those things. It's like, oh, thank God. Maybe I'm stopping the bleeding. All right. I do a Patreon each and every day. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Sign up for five or ten bucks a month. And you can be part of the uh, audience members that uh, support the show financially. Ad-free, listener-supported Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Where today... Not only do the not only the Patreon bonus podcast drops, but the Lost Zane recordings will uh, debut. The latest edition. I release two radio shows a week from uh, the, the WBBL days. Uh, Mondays and Fridays, I release those, and then Saturday it is uh, Who Are These Zanes will drop. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. If you want to join, try it for one month. If it isn't, uh, if it uh, you're like, oh, okay, this is good. One month, I love it. I can handle that and you like it, then you can convert it to a yearly, and I will take 10% off of the cost. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Rick from TC Paintball joins us for Trigger Time coming up in a little bit. 29 minutes. Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. 616-532-6600. If you have any issues with your vehicle, they will repair it right the first time. And, um, it's like, hey, the, the car is making this noise and that noise, and it's doing this, that, and the other thing. Okay, we'll check it out. Yes, we found all those problems. We also found this, 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 and this. This one's really pressing. This one you should get taken care of now. This, These three can wait. That's how it works. They uh, include all this information in an email that they send to you, and then you approve the work, and then they do the work, and then that's it. Early bird drop-off, late bird pickup, and um, loaner cars available upon request. I got this yesterday. Jackie calls me. She goes, hey, uh, our Irvine's open. This is at 545. And I go, I don't know. Why don't you call them? Well, yeah, I know, but I go, no, no, no. I know I know where this is going. And she goes, because uh, Justin had dropped his car off to get repaired. And I go, uh, there's this thing called phone. And uh, in the phone is something called internet. And um, if you, with a few keystrokes, you could probably have saved yourself some time to see. Oh, I'm looking now. They're closed. I go, okay, great. And she says, can you call? I go, why would I? What do you, what? Yeah, can you call? I go, why would I call? What do you, well, I don't get it. She wants me to call. And get them to open to make a special arrangement so she can, so that Justin can go get his car. I go, no. I go, no, those people are done working for the day. If you're, if you're such a dumbass that you didn't call and get it arranged to pick up your car with your key in the drop box, that's your own damn problem. Both of you. Can you call? Yeah. Hey, uh, can you guys go back and put uh, Jackie's husband, uh, Justin's key in the drop box or in the lock box? So he can pick up his car because these dumb asses didn't call. No. Do it yourself. Sorry. 616. He's entitled Bratz. 616-532-6600. Looks like next week we're looking at a Monday, Friday work schedule at Bosco's Pub. If you're, uh, it's been a while since you have had a burger there. 
Come see me. I'll make your dinner for you. Bosco's Pub, part of Terra Square in Hudsonville, Michigan. I love these stories about people that uh, travel and they do stupid shit. One time we went to Honduras, we, uh, we somehow made it to Atlanta despite there was a horrible ice storm. The whole East Coast is hammered. We get to uh, Honduras, or we get to Atlanta, and then we're going to get on a plane and go to Honduras. But the uh, flight from Grand Rapids to Atlanta was way late because bad weather. As we're taking out, they said, you'll make your flight. You'll make your flight. Everything is slowed down, so you'll be fine. Well, it wasn't. We landed, and they said, sorry, your plane left. Get in the customer service line. Doing the kindly brontosaurus. Eventually, our best option is go back home. We did. We ended up getting there finally, but we had to go back home. Anyway. While we're in line, uh, husband, wife, six-month-old baby. Yeah, uh, we were supposed to go to, uh, I don't know, some place that requires a passport. Some other country in South America. But uh, my wife and I, we have a passport but the six-month-old doesn't have a passport. I don't know if that's the case now, but the six-month-old needs a passport. Everyone who's alive needs a passport. Yeah, we didn't know that. We didn't even think of that. I'm like, Jesus, how the fuck? So we're just going to get our flight changed and go to a uh, place that doesn't need a passport. Like, you know, America. I guess in uh, I guess you can go to Puerto Rico. Because isn't that like a state or something like that? Isn't Puerto Rico, uh, it's, I mean, it's not one of the 50 states, but there's a term that it's called. I think, uh, like they, I think they pay taxes, but like if someone invades, we tell them to fuck off or something like that. And that's our like vacation place in the U.S. You don't need a passport. To, what is that called again? A collaborative or a, uh, begins with a C. God damn it. Country light. The Puerto Ricans. God, what the fuck? I, my brain is just not. It's a territory. Is that what it's called? I didn't know that. I thought it was, it was called something that begins with a C. Isn't it a Commonwealth. Maybe that's what I'm getting. Who knows? <clears throat> Chris says territory, but he st- spells territory starting with a C. Whatever. Who gives a shit? <clears throat> oh, my God. Hang on. Part of my brain is like, just... Bag it. Bag it. Bail on the show. Fuck you. 
By the way, um, I got a uh, I got a cease and desist. Not a cease and desist, but uh, Twitch reached out to me and said, look, you're playing way too much copywritten material when you go around the radio. Uh, you're very, very close to getting a, a strike. And you get three strikes and you're out of Twitch. So I got to really police myself for a little while. Corey says, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And and they, they give you plenty of rope, but now I'm on the radar. So if I, if I go back to that anytime soon, I'm going to get in big trouble. Now, I don't know how much has to play. Like if the music hits, how long before whatever it is that recognizes it, recognizes it. But if I go through it and I hear talking, I can keep that rolling. But I, I can't like sing along with the songs anymore. Which is a real bummer. All right. Yeah, they, on any platform, you're not supposed to do that. That is a big no-no. That is copywritten material. So it doesn't matter if it's Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter. The reason why I uh, I wanted to do Twitch is because, well, first of all, you can make money, more money than anything else. It's a better platform. And um, what the fuck was it? Um, oh, because too often when I'm on um, Facebook, I was telling people to fuck off all the time. So I kept getting banned. Amy says, wait a minute. Isn't there a time frame allowed like three seconds before it like counts as copyright infringement? No, I don't know that. Not sure. Uh, Kenny says people play music all the time on Twitch but they only care about the live audiences the video on demand get muted but nobody cares correct but you can still get a strike and if you get three strikes you're fuck it you're fucked they're gonna they're gonna shut you down you don't want to do that you don't want that to happen because I'm like oh what the fuck so I gotta play by the rules All right. Okay, I talked about the chick, Tammy Slayton. Um, an impromptu trip to Hungary. These two friends um, get on a plane to go to Budapest, Hungary. And then um, they realized that they booked a flight Instead of hitting Budapest, they booked it to Bucharest, which is in Romania. They didn't realize the mistake until they were in line to get on the plane. The sign says, all aboard for Bucharest. The capital of Romania instead of Budapest, the capital of Hungary. That sounds like a, like a mistake that ha- would happen a lot. They sound this, they, they kind of rhyme. They both start with B-U. 
only 500 miles apart. You know, I imagine they could have a camera on the ticket line to have uh, viral videos of people when they realize that they're in the line for Bucharest instead of Budapest. In the video captioned, quote, when you thought you had booked flights to Budapest, a Ryanair boarding sign displays Bucharest 8 o'clock while the duo mouth the word shit several times with the voiceover of the video. Replying to various commenters asking if they did go to Romania, the chick says, yes, we did. Sophie Alice is her name. Sophie and her pal Ben Kennedy said, ah, fuck it, let's go. They then went uh, to Bucharest instead of Budapest. That sounds like an adventuring spirit, you know? Ah, fuck it. Let's just go. Audio check, video check. This is how it went for him. Look at Shit. 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 <laughs> That's not much of a video. Shit. 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 God, that's funny. Mattis says, you know, it's like going to Grand Rapids, Minnesota instead of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, my God. I'm sure it's happened. <clears throat> so these Australians are on the way. My uh, my best friend lives in Australia normally. Now he's gone to New, New Zealand. He came over and surprised me. I had no idea he was coming. Upon the initial surprise visit, Kennedy also surprised Alice with plane tickets. Then he was like a surprise. Also, I booked a trip. We're going somewhere in Eastern Europe, and it ended up being Bucharest, Romania. The duo made light of the unexpected detour of their plans. Uh, the pair posed holding hands at different sites. This is romantic. This is how uh, relationships uh, last forever. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's another great place. I mean, here they are. Look, in this image... There, here they are in front of this sweet castle. Looks like a couple battles took place there. Here they are in front of this building. I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Whatever, you know? I'd love to do that. Well, fuck. Uh, Sam the Jew says, I bet they loved it. Romania is amazing. Sam adds, uh, Braun Castle. A.K.A. Dracula's Castle. Aren't you from there or something like that? Aren't you like Romanian or Hungarian or some shit? I think you actually are from one of those faraway places. Uh, Corey is uh, trying to flex his uh, Twitch knowledge muscle with Mitch. Um, can I just say to you two... Who gives a fuck? And how about you shut up and enjoy the show? 
like anybody gives gives a shit about Twitch rules. God. 600 seconds is being voted on by the masses. A strong suggestion for 600 seconds on because of stupid Twitch rule uh, d- discussion on the show. <clears throat> Thank you. Yes, Corey, you 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 deserve it. You've got like plenty of uh things that you've, you know, you've earned that. Um Mitch says it's 100% safer they are gigantic streamers that do. Yeah, Mitch, I love you, but it's, no one gives a fuck. I'll give you 600. There you go. Enjoy your 600. dumbasses uh forget cocaine bear we got to talk about cocaine cat first of all the fact that they made that movie cocaine bear (coughs) and the only thing that actually happened is some dude traffic trafficking coke throws it out of the side of the plane and it lands somewhere i think somewhere in tennessee and a bear got into it, and then they ended up finding what's left of the cocaine stash that came flying out of the plane, and the bear had gotten into it, and the bear was dead. It wasn't a, that big of a bear either. It was a 175-pound black bear. That actually happened like decades ago. Well, some jackass says, all right, let's make a great movie, and we'll, base, we'll say, all right, based on real-life events, well, I mean, that one moment actually did happen where the drugs fell out of the plane. The bear got a hold of the drugs. The bear died. That's where the similarities end. The story goes that the bear then is all jacked up on cocaine and runs wild, killing people. I think that's Ray Liotta's last film before he croaked. Stu McAllister said the movie's a big pile of shit. Yeah, I don't waste my time on movies like that. I just, I can't do it. Um, In fact, tangent, when it comes to a film, I have to make absolutely sure that it's not a triggering film. I like, I like movies described as gritty detective based maybe uh um modern westerns modern westerns gritty tarantino scorsese james cameron steven spielberg the big ones the good ones um what's that guy whose all his movies are based on time uh he did memento and he did Dunkirk. Uh, God, what the fuck is his name? Tito Larson? No, what is his name? Uh, and then he did Tenet. But I, I still don't know what the fuck happened in Tenet. God, what is that guy's name? Christopher Nolan. Oh, yes. Uh 
Aram says Nolan Ryan. Joaquin Phoenix, inherent vice. I don't know about that. So I can't, uh, if there's, if there's a point in the movie that a person is tortured, I struggle with that. Except if it's a Tarantino movie. Um, if there's a movie that involves um, loss or sadness, I struggle with that too. If there's a movie where an animal is injured or tortured, um, I I can't do that either. I just sat down and watched Hell or High Water again, which is a great movie with uh, fucking Chris Pine and um, uh, what does... the fuck is that guy's name jeff bridges oh sweet kenny says what all what about all the deaths in game of thrones yeah i struggle i struggled with those but it was worth it because i really like the show okay why the fuck am i talking about this i don't remember why i'm talking about that you can tell i'm really starting to get all fucked up doesn't matter anyway um, when it comes to cocaine cat, though, this actually did happen. Some asshole got pulled over somewhere in Ohio. And um, in the back of the car is a um, a cat. And I, I don't know if this is considered a big cat. But it's a, it's called a serval. I'm pretty sure this is a type of big cat. Now, it's a wild cat native to uh, Africa. And in Ohio, you are not supposed to have these. This is illegal. Okay. Now, so you would expect someone from Ohio to do something fucked up like this and have a serval. I mean, look at this. Look at this cat here. This, there's, this is an image of a cat. Looks to be getting a cup of coffee. Yeah, I would say that this is a big cat. A cat like this should not be in some filthy Ohio resident's home. And this is reason number 8,567,221 why it's okay that trains derail in Ohio. These are shit people who don't deserve anything nice. All right. And I, w- I just wish that the guy who's uh, being grilled by the Senate subcommittee who runs Norfolk Southern or whatever the fuck that uh, railroad is, who, by the way, while he was getting grilled, another train derailed in Ohio and they're trying to like give him shit. And, and he should just be, cause this, there was one moment when the, uh, uh, politician says there are people there at the accident site whose homes are worth a hundred thousand dollars and now they're worth 50 are you gonna make them whole and uh the guy said well uh we're gonna do all we can that's not good enough he he's lying he needs to say no no we're not gonna help those people you just need to come clean and say no we, we have no intention of helping them uh we're happy that the plane or that the train derailed we're happy that the environment there has now gone to shit. We're happy that the property values have lost. Because these are Ohio residents. The biggest shitheads in the United States in the United States. 
This is all good. It's This is win-win. You know? Somebody's going to get pissed off at this whole stupid diatribe. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, cops pull over this stupid ass. And uh, cop goes, holy shit. I don't think you can have that cat. And then uh, the guy gets out of his car and the cat jumps out of the car and takes off. Cat's name is Amory. And he runs up a tree. Female cat runs up a tree. Guy gets arrested. Illegal to own this animal. Um, Amory is now in the tree and like the dog catcher shows up. Cat catcher. Hey, come on down. The cat jumps down. A cat hurts its leg, breaks its leg. Now the cat has a busted leg and they're like, Jesus, fuck. What the hell? And they, they're able to wrangle this cat. Uh, there's an image of the cat getting the leg worked on. The cat is brought. But see, this is what triggers me. I hate it when animals are hurt. Um, some time ago, I'm not making this up, in Ohio, it is now standard practice. If an animal is taken into custody, they test the animal for drugs. Because, I don't know, Ohio, who knows? Because in the past, they did this. There was a guy who got pulled over in 2022, and he had a monkey named Neo. And they tested the uh, monkey for drugs, and Neo had meth in his system. I am not kidding you. They tested the cat, the serval, and the cat had coke in his system. So the guy's given the cat coke. So thus, cocaine cat. Exotic animals are usually trafficked by less than... By unsavory types, you know, like the, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Joe Exotic. Isn't that right? From um, To Catch a Cat Predator, whatever the fuck that show was called. Big Cats Plus. Um, Joe Monkey Man Cat Show. What the fuck was it? Cat King? Tiger King. That's it. Since that case... It has become standard procedure for the shelter to test exotic animals since Neo the meth monkey uh, burst on the scene in Ohio. Anderson confirmed that the owner of Amory relinquished custody of the cat to Cincinnati Animal Care before it was taken care of and taken to the Cincinnati Zoo. Servals have grown in popularity with some showing up in TikTok videos as pets. Uh, Julie Sheldon, clinical assistant professor of zoo medicine at the University of Tennessee, said... A serval is a major responsibility that requires a balanced diet and specialized care beyond a house cat. Uh, there are better options for pets that are way more safe, economically smart, and sustainable. Cincinnati Animal Care Center receives about 8,000 animals a year. Instead of trying to keep a wild animal as a pet, save a ton of money and get a really awesome house cat at your local animal shelter. Like our pal Maureen here who's enjoying the show. She's fostering a cat right now. And um, she would keep it, but I think it has like um, cat gonorrhea or something like that. Which is not the same as human gonorrhea. But you can adopt Maureen's gonorrhea cat right now. So do that. Go adopt a cat. 
Instead of getting a serval, you dumb dick. <sighs> All right. I'm going to bring Rick in here. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about the Girl Scouts are bummed out. Um, and a 12-year-old is dead after stealing a car. But I got to go pee and I got to get some sponsors out of the way because I've been fucking around way too much today. It's a different show when my energy is low. I'm not as loud and yelly. I have to stay more subdued. And I, I, I hate that. I like to be, uh, I just, I feel like I'm about 60% right now. But I'm having fun. I hope you are too. No complaints. Eric Zane plays Hurt. Thank you to A&E Heating and Cooling. Senor Martinez. I don't want you, Senor Martinez, going back to visit your family in Mexico. Of course, you're a lot more street smart, street savvy. And um, you don't look like a Haitian smuggler. Like those four people who went to Mexico did. Um, which by the way, I got to get to that story about the, uh, I talked about it on the Ben and Eric show, but I got to talk about it with you about the drug cartel. Oh my God. Anyway, A and E heating and cooling 616-516-8579. If you need, um, heating or cooling services in your home. Thank you to Van Dyke mortgage. No matter where you are in the U S with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. Call Van Dyke Mortgage and get your mortgage. 231-332-6505. Whether it's a refi, you're looking at a 30-year fixed, 15-year fixed, whatever. Know this, that whatever you get, the rate you get is not going to be as high in a couple of years. And they know that at Van Dyke Mortgage. That's why... When the rate falls to a level, it's like, hey, you're ready for a refi because you can get two points less than what you signed up for in the year 2023. Uh, they're all about that. Making sure you come back and save yourself more money. Uh, Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. I'm on Cameo. Hire me at cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Got a floor distributor. Buy the flooring to have installed in your home from Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Worth the trip to travel to Granville, Michigan, along Chicago Drive behind the Little Caesars. To Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Just down the street from the main showroom. Uh, but their product is not one you order. It's all there waiting for you. They buy it all in advance. And they buy a lot. So they get it cheaper and they make it available for you at a low, low price. So already the lowest price in the, uh, in the state is made even lower. When you mention my name, save an additional 10% when you mention Eric Zane at Johnson carpet, one discount outlet. Uh, Joe Martinez says I'll be in Texas in a few weeks in Mexico too. I think you're safe because if anybody is involved in like the cartel, they're going to see you and go, Hey, this guy is Mexican. He is not a Haitian smuggler. You know, 
Joe Salamanca. Oh, one of the best heavies in TV, Hector. Don Hector. Joe um, is getting to a point now where I'm starting to get the idea that he's looking at uh, down the road about who the next uh, leader of A&E heating and cooling may be. I think it's going to stay in the family, but I'm excited for what could be the future for Don Martinez. All right. Um, Real quick, before I take a leak and then bring in Rick. Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. Call today to schedule your in-store consultation about you getting an in-ground pool in your backyard. Either a fiberglass or a vinyl liner pool. 616. (coughs) Damn it. 457-0500. 616-457-0500. Call. Mention my name. I want a pool in my backyard. Eric Zane is sending me. That's all you have to say. They also have Michigan's largest selection of on-site hot tubs. It's like a hot tub uh, show at DeVos Place. Oh, my God. You walk in, it's wall-to-wall hot tubs. Go pick one out. Have them put one in your home, in the backyard, right by the new pool you're getting. They also service pools. They service hot tubs. They are fully stocked with all chemicals you need for the pool season. 616-457-0500. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back with Rick. From TC Paintball. Bring Rick in from DC Paintball. Good morning, Eric Zane. Good morning, Rick. From TC Paintball. How are you, buddy? What's happening? Uh, okay. Word on the street is the axe throwing. Uh, you're really starting to make some headway so we can throw axes. That day is coming. We're not quite there yet. Um, as usual, I have half a dozen projects going on at one time and I put out fires based on urgency. Oh yeah. I'm with you, dude. I, Hey, I don't give anybody shit when it comes to people in positions like yours. Uh, a lot of the people that advertise on my show have the same setup. So I, it's all, yeah, I'll get a lot of, yeah, I'm getting to it and I know exactly what that is. Yeah. Homespun comes to mind. <laughs> oh yeah. That's <laughs> we're very homespun. Oh my God. Hey, what did you think about the new idea uh, by Biden to balance the budget and he's going to charge more taxes to people that make $400,000 and more a year to pay for Medicare? I mean, more taxes. That sounds like a great idea. How about if we get more efficient with how we spend the money we're already taxed on? There's a lot of redundancy in government, I think. All right. But let's just say for the sake of this that it's perfect. Would you support more taxes so that this money can uh, pay for old folks' health care? It's hard for me to have that opinion. I really think that there's way too much there's way too much inefficiency with the spending. I don't I don't want to talk about new taxes. I mean, I'm a small business owner. Um, you know, we're we're taxed a lot already. It would seem, and I just feel like if they were spending that money and maybe went from big government to medium-sized government and reduced some of the uh, um, redundancy that we have that uh, 
we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't maybe need additional tax money that we'd be able to spend that money more efficiently. I'm I'm okay with it because it wouldn't affect me. Is that a bad attitude? Um, yeah, that's one of those (laughs) not in my backyard type things, right? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't make $400,000. So, uh, I, I, I support this. You probably never will. (laughs) No, it's true. It's true. Uh, (laughs) Corey has a question. He says, why does Rick love rich people so much? And then he says half of them don't even pay taxes to begin with. I think that's a whole other conversation. I mean, uh, you know, uh, getting tax breaks and tax loopholes is um, it, it kind of sucks when you when you definitely can afford it. And, you know, we're the little guy. We're fighting over crumbs down here. Um when we get taxed a lot. So yeah, it sounds great. Hey, let's make those rich guys pay for everything. That sounds great. But I think the bigger problem is just the inefficiency. If we were more efficient with our spending, um, and, and I don't, I don't know the insides of it, but it just seems like we have a lot of redundancy and we could do a lot better. Very good. Uh, there's a story going around that the girl scouts are bummed out because the bakery that made the cookies broke down okay now first of all are you a fan of girl scout cookies is there anybody that isn't a fan of girl scout cookies okay now i am but but if you lined up all those girl scout cookies the different varieties and a pack of oreos are you gonna go for the oreos or one of your favorite girl scout cookies you just hit one of my sweet spots I am a huge fan of birthday cake Oreos. Okay. So, Those are so good. So the but yeah. But the what is it the, the coconut? Is that a Samoa? The it, coconut one from uh, Girl Scout cookies? Yeah, it used to be known as that, but it became uh since that's a uh, a nationality, they changed the name to Caramel Delights. Okay. Those are awesome. But I really want to know about, I think the unsung hero here is what they mentioned in the article, the Raspberry Bliss. I want to know more about that thing. Yes. I Now, I hadn't heard of this, but I guess that one caught fire. Uh, it's actually called the Raspberry Rally. That's what it is. And it's... I'm a huge fan of Raspberry. I uh, I need to get my hands on some of those, even if I'm paying what the article say five times five times the listed price in the secondary market. That's exactly what's <laughs> happened, because as it is the uh, the 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 baker, the whole thing went to hell, and they they couldn't, so they uh, they ran out of cookies. So they're now people are buying the raspberry ones, and then they're reselling them for five times the original price. Now let's be honest here; these things are massively overpriced to begin with. Uh, but people are letting them go for $20, $30, $40 a pop. Well, that's capitalism, right? Supply and demand. If you can't get it anywhere else and you're willing to pay the price, then, you know, hats off to you for the person that planned ahead and or, or had the insides, right? Had the inside track on getting them and, and is able to supply it to the secondary market. I'm okay with capitalism. Now, the Girl Scouts sell the cookies. The Boy Scouts, what are, what are they doing here? Is it are they selling uh, uh, sex? Isn't aren't the Boy Scouts the one that there's a lot of rape involved? <laughs> I think I think you're thinking of the Catholic Church. Well, them too, them too. Uh, now, do the do the Boy Scouts sell popcorn or anything? I mean, what do they do to raise money? I don't think that they're. Well, I don't know. I'm kind of disconnected there. I was a Cub Scout when I was a kid, but I don't think we sold anything. I feel like that uh, the Girl Scouts are kind of dominating the uh, um, 
that uh, uh, that avenue of uh, of uh, collecting money. What, what do you call that? Uh, um, fundraising. Yeah, I think they're dominating the fundraising uh, aspect are. of it. And I, I think the Boy Scouts are just kind of <laughs> kind of sucking hind tip there. Was your dad any good at helping you make a Pinewood Derby car? Oh, yeah. I remember those days. Balsa wood. We made it too late, so we had to put some lead in the bottom of it to get the, to get a little weight and momentum to it. Yeah, mine always sucked shit. My, you know how, like, when they come in the kit, they're just a block? Yes. My dad would just put the wheels on it and say, here you go. <laughs> it was like... I- yeah, it was like a pine. My, would... my dad, you know, we owned a body shop. My dad owned, uh, worked uh, and was a manager of body shop for a long time. When I came of age, I became a partner in the body shop. You know, so we, we painted a lot of cars and, you know, and uh, did a little bit of fabricating here. They're not necessarily wood, but we had the tools to do things like that. And I thought we made a pretty cool car with a nice paint job on it and stuff. And then you show up to the derby and, you, you, I mean, you're floored by the amount of time that some of those people put into those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got a dad who did all the work for the kid, you know. It was all bullshit. And then uh, oh, yeah. mine was. I had, a, uh, I had a school project one time and we made a, a uh, the Red Baron's biplane, you know, with uh, it had like, uh, you know, you had to build the frame and you had to lay uh, um, like a, uh, what the hell do you call it? Uh, whatever the outer skin of it was. But my dad did 101% of that thing and I got an A plus on it and I just sat there and watched. Mine was so shitty that it would start. And then when the uh, track lost its uh, hill, it didn't, like, finish. <laughs> and they had to, like, shove it, you know, to get it done. It was it was so embarrassing. And my dad's all fucking shit-faced. Oh, it was horrible. It sounds like you needed some graphite on those, uh, on the axles there. Oh, yeah. He didn't know what the fuck he was doing, man. The thing was just, I'm surprised when the, when the gate opened, it even moved one inch. I wonder where my car is, man. I'd love to get my hands on that. Uh, Rick, there's a story going around um, in uh, Colorado. Some guy got his car stolen, and you've been a victim of theft, haven't you? Uh-huh. You got your uh, trailer stolen. It was a horrible day when you got the trailer stolen, never to be seen again. Uh, I might have seen it, actually. Oh, really? I might have seen it passing me on... Uh on uh, Kenowa Avenue after I picked up my kids from school one day and I was in a hurry. So it was like one of those double takes that goes by and you're like, was, was that, that kind of looked like my trailer. Cause my trailer is pretty unique looking. And I'm like, man, that kind of looks like it. And I just didn't have time to turn around at that moment. I regret it since I should have just foregone whatever I had going on or whatever I was late for. And I just should have chased, chased that guy down to find out. Wow. That would have been incredible. Can you imagine? Would you, so no doubt you would have, um, seen where it uh, stopped and then got the police involved you'd have done the right thing right no i would have shot him just like they did in that uh that news story that's exactly right so this guy gets his car stolen and he's got like a, a tracker on it which is fucking great by the way you uh-huh. know um and this guy uh, while the police are getting involved he gets involved and he goes walking up to the car and there's a little boy in the car, a 12-year-old, a 12-year-old kid, Rick. Now, is your son what, 13, 14? 11. 11, okay. Can you imagine, You can put your kid in that, having your kid, there's no way your kid would have the capacity to do something like that, right? I think my kid's smart enough. He's gotten away with some shit that surprises me. Um, but I feel like, I'm. at least I hope at this point in my life and his life, that I've instituted enough uh, right and wrong into him. Um, that, uh, you know, he would know better. And I think that's what's missing here, right? 
Exactly. So the dude approaches the car. Uh, the other people in the car open the car door and they take off. And then the next thing you know, there's gunfire. Now, they're not exactly sure what the fuck went on, but the 12-year-old got shot and killed. Uh, and so that's that. And now uh, the district attorney decided not to file charges against the vehicle owner. Um, okay. And now the family's holding vigils. Investigators aren't saying much about this. Uh, even though the kid did steal the car and was joyriding, they, they're saying that's not serious enough to lose your life. Uh, I mean, we don't have all the information here, but what what is your uh, take on this? I think the most important piece of information, and when I read the article, there was um, there was gunfire when dude approached his car. I want to know who shot first. If he's approaching the car, the kids are in the car, and they see that the, there's going to be a confrontation, and they shot first, then play stupid games, win stupid prizes, I think. I think now, so. I if think dude so. had a hard-on for whoever shot, uh, stole his car and just came up, you know, <laughs> blasting away, then I think he should be charged. But if he's approaching his car, pissed off that somebody uh, uh, stole it, and they started shooting at him first then, I mean, you get what you get. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not advocating for any 12-year-olds to get hurt. Right. Kids make stupid mistakes, and they, they do stupid shit all the time. But if, you know, if, if you're, you're in possession of a handgun as a 12-year-old and you're shooting at somebody, then you have drawn the line in the sand. Uh, I, I suspect there was some gunfire towards the car owner, um, and that will probably come out later. But what about the whole thing about why couldn't he have just, I mean, he's seen his car. He knows his car is right there. Wouldn't it have been smarter to, to not approach, remain hidden, and get the police involved? Well, yeah, but, I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, if the police aren't there and, you know, maybe the tracker fails at some point, you know, he's got it in front of him right there and he doesn't want to let it go, so he approaches. Now, like I said, if he approached, um, you know, hostily, then then that's a problem. But if he was just approaching and got shot at, I mean, what do you do in that situation? That's a fight or flight. Yeah. You know, do you take off and run? Do you call the cops? Do you try to handle business, especially if you're armed? And, you know, he feels violated at that point because they're in his car. So, yeah. I mean, it's a tough situation when you got a kid getting killed. When anybody gets killed, it's a tough situation. But if they shot at him first and he returned fire, I mean, I imagine being in a similar situation, doing something similar. Finally, Rick, moving on. Should the Lions get Lamar? Absolutely not. I'm with you. I think I think it's we're in a real nice balance of success that can only improve if we don't freak out. But well, right, and you know, and generational you know, Lamar Lamar uh, Jackson is a generational talent, right? I mean, he is he is phenomenal. He was phenomenal in high school or uh, college. Um, he was the fastest player on the field, and he stood out amongst really good players. And I personally am not a fan of a running quarterback. I, I'm a fan of them, but I don't want to see it on my team. I enjoy watching them. I enjoy seeing the stats. Um, but their longevity is is never guaranteed, and they typically just take too many hits, and they have a shortened career. That happens all the time. The Michael Vicks, the Randall Cunninghams, um, that happens all the time with these guys that, uh, you know, the hanger had on the ability for them to escape the pocket and run. If, and he has done a pretty good job of transitioning into having those pocket thrower type capacities, but I feel like he still relies too much on running the ball when he gets in trouble, and that puts him in precarious situations. 
we have built an offense around Jared Goff and for his ability to read the defense and to take that shot down the field and to, you know, check down to his other receivers. If he's going to run every other play, it changes that dynamic a little bit. Um, I wish uh, Lamar the best, but I don't want to see him in uh, Honolulu Blue. All right. That is excellent. Well said. Rick, uh, are you in town for paintball this uh, this weekend? I am, and right now, I'm at the first event of the season is going on, and I'm watching it on uh, on uh, the internet feed right now, and it's a real bummer because we're not there. You know, we're not playing the first couple events. Everyone on the team has got uh, life issues they're dealing with, um, so we weren't able to put a good team together. So we're hoping to get back on the field together uh, later in the year. So I'm not traveling right now, no, but uh, I am definitely watching on the internet to see uh, to see what all the teams are doing. You got a foot of snow. Are you playing outside this weekend? No, but we're getting close. Um, Tom, my manager, and I are having talks uh, daily about what day we're going to set up the outdoor airball field. We've been playing on the uh, village field pretty consistently, but when you get dumped down with a foot of snow, it uh, definitely curtails that a little bit. But we'll be out there uh, regularly, pretty pretty quick. I'm ordering some things that uh, you know, some upgrades to the outdoor fields, and you know, trying to put a little bit nicer bow on it and things yeah. like that. So, so those days are soon. Do you want commissioner seats for tomorrow's hockey game for you and your family? I would love them, but I just can't use them. I'm too busy. I'm too busy on the weekends to do something like that. I love it. All right, buddy. Hey, one more thing. Yeah. I just want to remind people that on the highway, that left lane, that's for passing. If you're in that left lane and there's people behind you lined up, you're doing something wrong. Get over. Exactly. Uh, you're preaching to the choir, man. You are pre- That is for passing only. Michigan mm-hmm. is a good state for that, but it's not good enough. Yes. Yeah, there's, there, yeah, it's worse than other states. I definitely give you that. But it is frustrating. And I, I jump right to seeing red and road rage uh, when I can't get around people. That pisses me off. And it's not safe. You're causing congestion. You put you stack them cars up side by side and run them at 70, 80 miles an hour for miles and miles and miles, add in a little bad weather there, something's going to happen. And if you, uh, you, know, you kept that left lane clear, it reduces that significantly. Rick, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys again. We got to schedule our paintball war number 22. I have a date in mind. I'll email it to you. Okay, thanks. See you, bye. Yep. And uh, Tyler says, don't forget the zipper merge. That's true. And don't pass on the right, too. When I used to live in New Jersey, the fucking Garden State Parkway. Oh, my God. Garden State Parkway and the New Jersey Turnpike. Ugh. Just a shit show. You can be, because you'll be in the left lane and there's some fucking guy going 50. That's a problem. But even if he wasn't, on the right, they're traveling at 90. There's like six lanes of that fucking thing. Jesus. The pass on the right is normal when people are turning left in Michigan, though. Yeah, no, 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 no. You got it. You see, you're already messing up. I'm not talking about surface streets. Surface streets, it's not pass on the left. We're talking interstate, freeway, turnpikes. When you're on surface streets doing what you're doing, then no, that does not apply. Good drivers know that. Uh, the Shibby King. Who is that, by the way? (laughs) 
says driving up I-5 from Portland to Seattle, I pass three times more cars on the right than the left. Yeah, don't do that. Who is the shibby king? Is that trucker Dan? Oh, it's Jared DePau. One of my pals at the rink. Holy shit. Legendary. I announce his uh, name every fucking hockey game. <clears throat> Don't do that, Jared, you dumbass. Uh, Rick says, you wouldn't have to if the traffic on the left would get, ov- get over when cars were behind them. It's true. VW Ionia says, I pass on the right and aggressively point at them to move. I may scream at them too. I do that also. What I'll do is if someone's on the left doing 55 and I'm on the right passing them, I will pass them, but then I'll roll down my window and I'll point at them as I like I'm driving, looking forward. I'll be behind them and I'll point at them behind me out the window. And then I'll go over like that. You over. And then they give me the finger. Rick says, my new move is the thumbs down. I think it's more effective than the finger. Yeah, just give him a thumbs down out the window. Yes. I'm going to try that. Tyler says he passes on the right all the time. You know, come on. Chris says, I scream at them and wave my pistol and sometimes squeeze off a couple of rounds. I don't believe that. By the way, um, the other guy on Patreon who's going through the same issue you had, he signed up and I paid him back. So I want you to sign up again and then I'll pay you back. Chris is, uh, is uh, for some reason, Patreon acts up in a stupid way. Fuck. Sorry about that, buddy. All right. God, this deal about the cartel. Um, this is nuts. So those four people show up in uh, Mexico. The chick wants to get a tummy tuck, cosmetic surgery. They show up from uh, South South Carolina. They cross the border in Brownsville, and uh, it isn't long before they're staring down the barrel of a gun. And uh, they open fire on their minivan, killing two of the four and another person that lived in that community of um, Matamoros in Mexico. Um, So two of the four Americans killed and then the other two captured. Authorities in Mexico recovered the two that were still alive. Um. And what they had done was they went and looked in area hospitals looking for the other two. They didn't find them. And then a tip led them to where they were being held. They rescued them. They returned them to the U.S. Two people are dead. I mean, it's brutal. (coughs) Suspected to be a botched hit or something like that. Suspected by the local cartel. And, um, yeah, that's exactly what it was. They were thought to be... um, Haitian smugglers. They weren't. They're just Americans. The uh, cartel 
has issued an apology, which I'm like, what? It just sounds crazy to me. They wrote a handwritten apology letter saying they are sorry that this happened. This was not the intent. They thought they were killing Haitian smugglers. And they turned over the five assholes who did it to the local Mexican authorities. So that's unbelievable. This sounds like a fucking movie. According to the images circulating online in a version of the letter obtained by, obtained by CNN, the Gulf cartel apologizes to the Society of Matamoros, the relatives of Ms. Arelli, and the affected American people and families. Reads the handwritten letter referring to a Mexican woman who was killed in the shootout. Uh, they're known as the Gulf Cartel Scorpion Group. And they write, The Gulf Cartel Scorpion Group strongly condemns the events of last Friday. I guess this is kind of like... Um, like if you ever watch Narcos or some shit like that, it's like, yeah, we're murderers, but only to the ones that would affect business. And these four and that local who got killed don't affect our business in any way. I mean, I think there's a little bit of justice involved here. I, I kind of like this. I mean, it's terrible that these people got killed, but I love that the cartel takes it serious enough that they're like, you know, yeah, we're drug dealers. And sure, we've killed thousands of people all the time. Uh, but these people did not deserve what they got, so we're going to try to make this right. Uh, for this reason, we decided to hand over those directly involved and responsible for the acts who at all times acted under their own determination and in discipline and against the rules in which the Gulf Cartel always operates. You know how it is whenever you watch a... Uh, organized crime special whether it be uh mob or uh south american mexican drug cartel you can't just go around killing people when it willy-nilly you gotta you gotta be you gotta have those hits approved you know because the last thing you want to do is you don't want to get heat on the cartel you get the wrong kind of heat you know american uh, uh firepower up your ass it's gonna fuck shit up and you may not believe it, but a lot of these cartels are paramount to um, the local uh, economy. There's a lot of people that work for these cartels who depend on the drug trade. Um, and though it is a criminal enterprise with murder and extortion and money laundering and all that shit, uh, for a lot of people in those uh, in those neighborhoods, they're absolutely dependent on the cartel. You know, it's a good thing. You wouldn't have this problem if everybody wasn't such a fucking junkie and needed drugs in order to operate day to day. Ultimately, if no one was addicted to drugs, there would be no cartel. But everybody's a weak pussy and needs to put some types of substances in their body. Thus, they operate. But that is crazy. We've decided to hand over those directly re uh, involved and responsible. Uh, CNN um, looked into it. It is common for Mexican cartels, especially in the northeast of the country, to release messages to the authorities or rival groups in the aftermath of high-profile incidents. 
<coughs> However, as I thought, it says the apology is issued was issued after the um, attention that was brought. A cartel doesn't like to be in the headlines. And if suddenly 11 warthogs uh, fly over the border and decide that they want to shoot some lead up the ass of a cartel operation, that's going to get ugly quick. Uh, the bodies of Shahid Woodard and Zendel Brown, the two Americans killed in the kidnapping, have been delivered to U.S. diplomatic authorities. After two survivors of the attack, uh, the attack returned to the U.S. for treatment at a hospital. Tama Ulipas Attorney General Irving Barrios Mojica said in a tweet on Thursday. This is just fucking awful. Terrible story. But the cartel's like, sorry, we didn't mean to do that. Hopefully you'll leave us alone. Uh, First rule of the cartel, don't kill Americans. Cole writes. Sam the Jew responds to Cole. There's actually some truth to that. Aram says, then they don't have anything to worry about. Bob says, send in the 810s. 810s. Cole adds, who would have thought that getting your surgery in Mexico could go wrong? Um, Joe Martinez, a resident Mexican, says those guys didn't do it. I'm going to call you, Joe Martinez, on the on the phone you don't like me to call on. I, I need your input. You are our one go-to authority on the Mexican cartel. He's going to sound all irritated with me. Man, I got to change your WBBO. I still got you down as a ball. That's okay. You know, it's me. <laughs> So, um, have you ever uh, known uh, the cartel to operate in any place that you would frequent? Oh, yeah. They're all over. Everybody loves the cartel, right? Yeah. So, is there truth to me saying that a lot of the local people appreciate them because of the uh, they, they actually work for them and earn money? Yeah. I mean, you figure, too, you know, let's say... You know, the exchange rate for American dollar down there is 19 pesos for every for every dollar, American dollar. So, you know, what you get, what we make here in a week, let's say you make $500 in a week as a take-home pay. Um, they make probably on the average anywhere from 100 to $200 a week. Okay. So uh, they're absolutely poor. Yep. And they're working, you know, 12 hours, 14 hours a day. Okay. So, you know, they do whatever they can, and then the drug cartels come in, and they, you know, provide money to the cities and to the government and everything. I mean, it's the worst corrupt government around, you know, versus, like, Venezuela or anything like that. The Mexican government is, you know, uh, worse as far as uh, being corrupt. And, you know, and we're not we're not um, uh, squeaky clean on this. Aram points out that uh, 
He, he wonders how many of our politicians are paid off by Mexican cartels to leave them alone. Well, and that's just it. They are. They're being paid off, you know, because if you look at it, you know, technically the American government cannot just go into Mexico and just, you know, let's say bomb these people. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, they need the, the, the Mexican government's approval to go in and help them out, just like they did with, uh, what's his name, El Chapo. Right, right. No, it was the same thing. And before you know? him, Noriega. Remember Noriega in Panama? You know, yeah. And then what's his name from uh, Colombia? Uh, 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 Medellin Cartel. Um, yeah, God, Medellin what the you know, fuck was his name? So it, it's like one of these things that where somebody falls, another one steps up and takes his place. Uh, you, you, wrote, you wrote on the chat, those guys didn't do it. What does that mean? They didn't. They're not the ones responsible for it. Oh, the, oh, the five? Yep. Okay, they just got some patsies and said, these are the guys, you know, some losers. Yep, yep. and they said, here, you know, because this just, you know, because, what, you know, it's kind of like a little bit like the mafia, how the mafia used to work. Yeah. You know, you go in, and we're going to turn you in, and you're going to be responsible for this. If yeah. you say anything, you know, we'll kill your family. You kill your or, family. You know, yeah, it's yeah. Str- it's street justice. You're going to go in there, you're going to say nothing, you're going to do your time, and then that's the end of it. Oh, my yeah. God. And it's just, that's how it is. And that's, you know, and that's why people just, you know, they don't trust the police down there. They don't, you know, they don't trust anybody down there because it's just everybody's being paid off by the cartels. Uh, you know, when you're dealing with billions and billions of dollars coming into that country, you know, through those channels, they're going to protect whatever they want. At the same time, you know, they don't want the attention that, you know, like they got right now. Right, right. Um, are you? Like, uh huh. When we went to Cabo uh, a couple, of, well, it was a couple of years ago. You know, I was just like just chit chatting with one of the taxi drivers there, and that's what he told me. He says, you know, he goes, the cartel here, they're popular. He goes because of the fact that they have money into everything. They got money in the hotel, all the hotels. When you guys go down to these resorts, they all being basically run by the cartels. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's how they clean their money. Yep, and then they have. A protection of, like in this is, for example, if somebody was to go to Cabo, an American citizen, and then, um, you know, somebody killed them or whatever, the cartel would do their street justice. Right. Because, yeah. You know, they're messing with their livelihood, and they don't like that. Uh, Joe Martinez, um, are you actually working today? I'm shoveling snow right now. Oh, you're shoveling snow. Well, you should have David or uh, or Jason do that shit. What the hell? You're the boss. I was going to break out my snowboard, but I got both my trucks in the way. And so I was working on some uh, estimates and blueprints and stuff. And I was kept looking outside and I said, well, shit, that snow's not going to clean by itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, that. That's that Mexican work ethic. You know, I was kind of hoping I'm like, yeah, maybe that by the time I get done doing these estimates, that snow will be gone. You uh, know, so I'm outside. It's actually pretty out here. It's not that bad. True or false. The Mexican workforce is the greatest for- workforce in the world. Americans are lazy asses. Is what <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. Hey, hey yeah. uh-huh. Americans, are, Americans are lazy asses, but they want the top pay. Oh, yeah, I know it. I know it. All right. I'm glad you're there. All right, buddy. See ya. See ya. To Madre Zuna Puta. No, that's not true. I, I'm sure your mother is not a whore. My God.
where am I in the show? Oh, yeah, I want to get into this. Um, I talked about it with Rick. But um, this deal about this 12-year-old stealing the car. Uh, the local news in Denver is uh, is covering this. I want to hear what they have to say about it, if there's anything I'm missing on this story. We're hearing for the first time from the family of a 12-year-old boy who was shot and killed. Police say that 12-year-old was behind the wheel of a stolen car when the owner of that car confronted the people inside. So this happened early this month when the car was reported stolen. Turn his mic on. This is near I-70 and 270. The owner told police he was able to track the car to Decatur and 12th Avenue, just west of downtown Denver. Police say the owner then exchanged gunfire with those inside the car and 12-year-old Elias Armstrong was hit and later died. Denver 7's Yandrell Corder lost Okay. And Danielle, you So it says he exchanged a gunfire. So that means he was fired upon. With the boy's family tonight, they're angry that the man who killed their son hasn't been charged with a crime. Yeah, and right now it's not clear why. Denver police tell us their investigation is not over, so they won't comment on exactly what happened that day. Meanwhile, the Denver district attorney has already told us they will not be filing criminal charges against the car's owner. They only said they could not meet the ethical obligation of proving guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. Single-digit temperatures didn't stop family members from coming out to remember 12-year-old Elias Armstrong. Elias was a, a ball of energy. He was my birthday twin. He was 12 Virgo, years old. 12 years old, a ball of energy, eighth, kept a smile eighth grade on his math. face. He was this is Terquisha talking, and that's actually her name. She's like, shut up to the fool next to her who is not letting her get a word in. Elias was a, a ball of energy. He was my birthday twin. He was 12. Virgo, 12 years old, a ball of energy, eighth, kept a smile eighth grade on his math. face. He was very intelligent. Sixth grader doing eighth grade math. He was very intelligent. They acknowledge he was caught up with the wrong crowd that day, but they do not believe he should have been killed. Even though they were joyriding, it was never that serious for somebody to have to lose their life or for him to track down the car and handle it the way that he did. Investigators are staying tight-lipped. I would love it if... After something as horrible as this happened, you could just get someone to say, uh, yeah, this is, this all wouldn't have happened had this fucking asshole not stolen this car. About what led up to shots being fired when a man tracked his stolen car to this neighborhood in early February. Elias was eventually found shot inside. We miss Elias. I mean, it's terrible the kid's dead, but for fuck's sake a lot and it's very painful um i'll never get over this and i'll never stop fighting for it until something is done about it that doesn't necessarily have to be a murder charge however manslaughter still comes into play and because he was a child the use of unnecessary force was present at the time and it wasn't right the other people in the stolen car ran off before police got there. His family is hoping any witnesses or people who might have video from the area of West 12th Avenue and Decatur from February 5th come forward. <coughs> Live in the newsroom, I'm Danielle Croyder, Denver 7. All right, Daniel. Okay, so the other ones that were in the car, they could also help in the investigation and explain from their point of view what happened. Maybe uh, get those three together and separate them first to get them together then separate them and have them explain what happened i don't know maybe they got their stories straight together i don't know but if they really gave a shit they would they would talk to the police about what went down but you know how it is 
typically in in, uh, black neighborhoods, they just don't talk to the police. My God. Kyle says, quote, he was caught up with wrong crowd. Translation, shitty parents, shitty kids. He should sue the kid's parents for the bullet holes in his car and the blood stain. feel actually pretty good i'm uh, pretty happy with how this has gone as long as i don't get too animated in the speaking and i don't start coughing uh hey i want you to advertise on this show i'm working on a few more right now that uh, might pay off I'm working on a roofer i'm working on a haircut place i'm working on a lawyer if you have a business Put your business in front of 100,000 people every month on the Eric Zane Show podcast. No, it is not Joe Rogan, without a doubt. Uh, but it's also uh, not balls out with Ben Glaze. Uh, that's, that's cheap. That's mean. Sorry. Put yourself in front of the audience. Advertise on this show. All you got to do is say hello to me on email, and I will uh, explain to you how it works. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Thank you to Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. If you have a small or medium-sized business in West Michigan and uh, you want to put them to work for you, like let's say you're hoping to do a tech upgrade, call up on Blue Frost IT. They will help you every step of the way. Because if you just decide, oh, I need new computers for the office and just go buy shit off the shelf, that's bad. You're going to buy too much, too little, or not uh, not the right equipment. Uh, sit down for a handful of minutes with Blue Frost IT. They'll help you every step of the way. They'll help you make the purchase. They'll help you set it up. They'll then become your managed IT service provider. They're awesome. Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. Don't forget about the Kent County Health Department. If you or someone you know or love is having a hard time keeping food on the table, you need to know about the WIC program. That can help you. If you uh, you got to see if you qualify, though, reach out to the Kent County Health Department at 616-632-7200. If you're not in Kent County, call up your county. This is a national program uh, funded by taxpayers, which Rick doesn't like that for some reason. I think it's a terrible argument, by the way. No, we got to figure out what all the money... Uh, it's being spent inappropriately. Uh, How do you know? Have you went and looked at the amount of money coming in and the amount of money going out to determine that? I mean, that's an easy thing to say. (coughs) I say tax the fuck out of the rich guys. Tax smug beer. Anyway. Thank you to the Kent County Health Department, 616-632-7200. And uh, their website is accesskent.com slash health. If you're wondering why I'm talking with sex voice today, it's because I am sick. Thank you to Troy Ginzer at TAG Accounting, 616-301-9516. 
Chat, chat. Hey, so really, uh, Jack up the sex voice. Because I'm already uh, keeping it low, slow and low. And then you add in this. And this type of uh, ASMR is going to make all of the women just melt. I don't know why that is, but it does. I'm told. Diana hates his voice. She says, I can't. I can't do it. It's just too much. She can't stand it when I when I try to do this to her. I'm like, come on. It's making you horny. She's like, no, it doesn't. Fuck you. Uh, reach out to the Gins at 616-301-9516. Tag accounting. Uh, we have 20. How many days are in March? 31? I think so. You got 21 more days of me telling you to call Troy Ginzer. There is time. Call him today. Hey, uh, Eric Zane said you can do my taxes. That's all you say. 616-301-9516. 616-301-9516. And it doesn't matter where you are in the listening audience. You could live in Hawaii. He can do the return for you. And um, you don't even need to talk to him. You can just upload everything via their online portal. 616-301-9516. We already talked to Rick from TC Paintball. Schedule an event. TCPaintballGR.com. That's where you go. Fully stocked pro shop. Everything you need. Paintball shits. Now stuff you want to buy online. You want to be able to say, I want to try that gun. Here you go. You walk 100 feet over to the uh, where you can test the gun. Shoot, shoot, shoot. I like it, but I want to try this one too. Try that one. Try the next one. Awesome. Buy what you want. Schedule an event. TC Paintball online at TCPaintballGR.com. Do you shop at Aldi? If you do, thank you to Matt for sending this along. You know, Aldi is known for all those knockoff products. And is 100% true. You will save money when you uh, shop at Aldi. Plus, their insanely fast cash register uh, setup right there. Oh, my God. I've gotten out of the habit of going to Aldi, but I got to get back there. Now, there was an incident years ago at Aldi where they were uh, selling ground beef, but it was ground horse. That actually happened. They've put that behind them and survived. So for Easter, they're selling their uh, knockoff peeps. They're called marshmallow bunnies and chicks. Like they, you know, you put them next to the real chicks or the real peeps and they're ridiculously less expensive. Uh, A little bit more about peeps. Uh, What I've noticed is that people either, most people hate those. I love peeps. They're fantastic. And they're very versatile. You can even roast peeps over a fire and do uh, peep s'mores. Now, the thing is, you got to use a wooden dowel. You cannot use a metal 
uh, fucking stick thing. You got to use a wooden dowel and heat them slowly. And then, oh my God, game changer. Nick, who's a dumb fuck, says peeps might be the shittiest treat out there. Disagree. Most people hate these things, but I love them. Aldi came out with the knockoff brand called Bunny Marshmallow Bunnies and Chicks. Take a look. Now, that's just the packaging. When I scroll down, you'll see the problem. Okay, you can kind of see the problem here. But these look like dicks. Okay, I think this is like the head of the chick, but it looks like a testicle. And this also looks like a testicle, but it's the body of the chick or the bunny. And then the uh, the rest of the body looks like a dick shaft. Look at this is totally a dick. And then here on the package, I don't know what this is supposed to be, but it looks like two balls and a shaft and a dick head. I mean, that's a great looking dick right there. And so are the, these candies. This nice lady writes, sorry, Aldi, but that ain't a bunny. Now, this is great. Because when this happens, <laughs> if you go with it, if you lean into it, you can have some fun. This person wrote, did they misspell the word chicks? Or did they misspell chicks? Like, it should, it should be dicks. It should, that's exactly what it should say. Dicks. I'll take five bags, please, wrote one person. Aldi even tweeted, we cannot even defend this one. Change response generated as much as the initial post had prompted it. One Twitter user replied, nice to know Aldi has a sense of humor, though. Oh, yeah. Sense of humor always wins. So you, now what? when you do that, that means everybody now goes to the store. Well, I think they would have gone to the store anyway just because they want to get some marshmallow cock. So there you go. I'm going to Aldi to get a bag of these things. And then you can have a, a, a cock s'mores. Cock marshmallow s'mores for fuck's sake. Very cool. Good on them. There's a Peeps flavored Pepsi. Now I'd like to try that. Zane, is there any black color peeps? Maybe they modeled it after the thrusting jackrabbit vibe. Says Kent dropped the E out of you. Blue State Rob wants to know if they have black ones. Just got the big black dick because I know you want to hear it. Your friends, Smug Beer and Hot Wings, tried the Pepsi on some Facebook video I saw. Oh, that's nice. That sounds like a hard-hitting bit. That sounds cool. Taste soda. Kyler, the smoking baby, says if they were chocolate, Zane would be stuffing them in his mouth right now. No. I'd be stuffing them in my mouth if they were actual penises.
All right. The asshole of the day today is brought to you by TC Paintball. Yesterday, the asshole of the day was Chad Zumach. Oh, by the way, I've sh- uh, shared this on uh, Patreon. I did some uh, editing yesterday, uh, and I Frankensteined Chad Zumach. He was supposed to say, uh, I got jumped by two dudes and attacked or something like that. But now it'll be known in perpetuity as this. This is real life shit, and I'm walking that fucking walk. I got fucked by two dudes while I was walking around my neighborhood today. That might be the most seamless edit I've ever had, I've ever done. Because I took Chad saying fucked in this clip. I am fucked up. And replaced jumped with fucked. This is real life shit, and I'm walking that fucking walk. I got fucked by two dudes while I was walking around my neighborhood today. And then I get fucked by two dudes. So I've got those two clips. This one. And then I get fucked by two dudes. And then this one. This is real life shit, and I'm walking that fucking walk. I got fucked by two dudes while I was walking around my neighborhood today. I sent those off to Carl, and I go, for your consideration for future use on your show. (sighs) Asshole of the day today. Thousand Pound Sisters. Wrong destination flight. All right. I still don't have my dry erase marker. I know you gave me two, but I don't know where the other one is either. I appreciate you being here and enjoying the show. On behalf of O'Neill, Bruce, Daisy, and Benny, the one-eyed wonder dog, we're wrapping this show up. The asshole of the day is the cocaine cat owner. Fucking idiot. Brought to you by TC Paintball. Patreon bonus podcast happens in a little bit. If you are not on Patreon... Would you please um, go there and sign up so we can have fun together with more podcasting? Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. On the show, I'm going to get into yet another moment of teacher, uh, female teacher, dude sex. Student dude sex. You know, some people would call that rape. <coughs> this is a female teacher and a student. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. Checking it out. Till next time. Thank you, folks. Have a good one. Bye-bye.